You're listening to episode 185 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a maverick like me. How convenient because I literally made the show just for you. I'm a business scaling strategist that's been in the game for almost a decade now, and I'm weirdly passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, and go-getters scale their businesses and their lives. Imagine taking your impact, your income, and your freedom of time to the levels that you can only dream about. Making your mission known to the world and mastering your business strategy so you don't have to keep on trading dollars for hours. I built two two comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. Okay, hold on. Humor me for a second here because this is too good not to share. If if you've been following me for a while, I had I pretty much cut out all alcohol for a few years' time, which is crazy, but true. I'd have a drink, maybe like here or there, if we had friends over and we made a big dinner, or once every couple of months. Like one drink every couple of months, maybe. But I'd always pay for it later, and I hated that. Like, it's not worth it to me. I have three little kids. They don't care that mommy had a glass of wine the night before, and they're not going to let me sleep it off. I can't stand hangovers. I can't stand being foggy-brained or having a headache or whatever the next day. I'd have one glass of wine. I was turning into such a pathetic little lightweight, and it would cut into my work and my mood. It just it wasn't worth it. But if I'm being totally transparent, the Italian in me missed her wine, and that was just kind of my, like, curl up by the fire kind of drink or my cherry on top of an amazing Italian dinner kind of thing. But it wasn't worth it. And you also know that I'm totally obsessed with health. We've eliminated all the garbage in our lives as a family. And it never really occurred to me that I'm over here avoiding fruits and vegetables that are sprayed with chemicals, buying organic, But I'd drink a glass of wine, never putting two and two together that the grapes were being sprayed with all the toxins that we completely cut out of our lives. So when I heard about dry farm wines, I'm a skeptic and a research junkie. So I dug into it, organically grown grapes without any of the additives or toxins sprayed on them, the stuff that I hate, sugar-free, that's right, sugar-free. And sometimes I feel like for me, having a drink, the sugar hits me harder the next day than the alcohol even does, lower sulfites paleo and keto friendly. So I also am the type that never wants to recommend anything to you guys unless I've tried it for myself and tried it quite a few times. So I'm happy to report that I'm obsessed. My husband and I are obsessed with dry farm wines. I can drink wine again. I can curl up by the fire. I can have it with my big bowl of pasta. And I love the taste. And Really, I love the fact that it's small batch and supporting organic farmers all over the world. This is like you know, what I stand for in business too. I want to support the small businesses throughout the world. So if you care about that kind of stuff like I do, or you just really like good wine, go check them out. They've offered to do something special for you guys as my listeners of Scaling Up, and they're going to give you a bottle for one penny. They can't do it for free legally because of the whole alcohol thing. With your order at dryfarmwines.com forward slash Eliz, E-L-I-Z. So Man, it has just been so worth it 
to go this route. I can enjoy a glass of wine again. And if there's ever a bottle you don't love, they replace it, no questions asked. So that's always really appreciated because then you're not going to love every single wine that you try. It's a perfect gift for yourself, maybe, or for my fellow wine lovers and hangover haters. This is great for you. No hangover. Are you hearing the words coming out of my mouth? No hangover. So go check them out. Take advantage of what they're doing for our scaling up community. I so appreciate that. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash Eliz. Okay, thanks for letting me digress for a second here and let's get back to the show. I think it's safe to say that this is one of the most important aspects to both leadership and entrepreneurship. How do you know what is a good opportunity and what is just a shiny opportunity? Something drawing you in, magnetizing you because it looks good or it's exciting or it's popular. Today we are talking about how to discern the difference between the two. Because as you grow, as you become more successful, as you step into new levels, you will experience more opportunities coming your way. We did an episode just the other day, episode 181, where we talked about how to attract opportunities to you. So once you start to attract these opportunities to you, how do you then determine which ones are the right ones? And the more success you see, the more you grow, the more you'll have to make these decisions, and they are critical. Discernment is a key discipline in both leadership and successful entrepreneurship, and it requires your next level of wisdom. So today we're going to tap into that. We are going to talk it through. I'm going to give you some things that you can have in place that you can bring these opportunities to and go through this process to be able to come out with a very clean, decisive choice. Is this serving me or will this take me off track? And I'll walk you through all of that. So let's get into today's show. This one is so, so important. I don't know anybody that doesn't love a good opportunity. And it's super flattering, too, when things come your way, whether it's a great opportunity for you or just a great opportunity in general, it feels good. It makes you feel wanted. It makes you feel like you're being noticed and validated in your work. But part of really elevating into your next level means discerning which ones are the right ones for you. And there are going to be a lot of opportunities. So you're going to have to learn to do this. And if you have a system for how you do it, it's going to make it a lot easier for you. And you're going to find that you are more fulfilled and you're more on track to your vision and your purpose than ever before. Sometimes it seems like an opportunity comes and it's such a good one that it would seem literally crazy to say no to it. Like if you brought it to your friends or your peers and you said, hey, so-and-so asked me if I wanted to do this or I got this opportunity for this publication, it's the kind of opportunity that people are like, of course you're going to say yes. It's Forbes magazine. Of course you're going to say yes. It's this. Like it's a no-brainer to people because it's so attractive. And other times it's tougher to decipher whether it's something that would be a launching pad for you into your next level or ultimately an anchor holding you back from going to where you want to go. So today I'm talking to you about how to discern which opportunities are for you and which ones are not. That black and white, okay? So the first step in this process, I'm going to walk you through four steps. The first step is having your core values locked and loaded. Now, before you totally tune me out because you're like, I have my values. Obviously, I know what my values are. If you have a rule book that you play by, it makes decisions so much easier, It alleviates that indecisiveness that so many of us have in business, especially when we're making a choice. And this is about what are your values that you 
live by. Not the ones that you pay lip service to or you think are honorable or good values, but the ones you want to pin your decisions up against to make the choices that are in alignment with who you want to be. So I'll give you a couple of examples to kind of paint a picture for you. One of my core values is the golden rule. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. So simple. But it's easy to ignore this when you have something really shiny staring you down. Not too long ago, someone reached out to me and they wanted to hire me for my high-level consulting. And this was an ideal client, someone I'd love to work with. I respect them immensely. I knew I could serve them and help them get to where they wanted to go. And it was also an incredible income opportunity. This one client would have brought in more than I used to bring in in a whole year plus time. So it was great and it was shiny. But they divulged to me that they were in a contract with a peer of mine and they were going to break the contract, which there was a, a byline in the contract that would allow them to do that. They would have to pay a fee, but they were willing to pay it to work with me instead. And the person that they were working with had delivered on their promises throughout their time together. It wasn't like they had, you know, sold them a bill of goods or they weren't delivering. This was just a change of heart on the part of the client and they just wanted to work with me. And I was flattered and it was exciting and it was someone that I could see myself working with, that I wanted to work with, and that would ultimately be a step in the direction of where I'm going. Nothing about it was illegal. It wasn't even really necessarily immoral. This kind of stuff happens all the time in business. But I took some time to really think about it and I wanted to think about how would I want to be traded if the tables were turned? If I were on the receiving end of a broken contract, how would that feel to me? And I'd want that person to point the client back to me, to finish out the contract, to stay through that commitment. I'd appreciate that call for loyalty, which is also a core value of mine. So it made my choice really easy. It was painful to walk away from it, but it was really clean cut in the decision-making process. I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I couldn't take this client on at this point. It wasn't the right thing to do because it wasn't in, in alignment with one of my core values, which is the golden rule, which I don't want to just pay lis lip service to. I don't just want to say I love the golden rule. I think it's great. I want to raise my kids with the golden rule. And it's a core value of our company, but then go off and do something that was directly in conflict with it. So it was painful to walk away from, but an easy choice to make. Another core value of mine, and I have several, right? One of my main ones, though, one of my top ones right up there with the golden rule is freedom. This is something that is a core value within our company. It's a core value of my own, a personal core value. And it's also one for our family. And it's it helps us decide what we pursue and how we pursue it. So I've been in talks with a company that I've admired and respected for over a decade. They are literally world class. And if I said their name, you would know them really well and you would salivate over them as much as I do. And uh, although I can't like really reveal the details of that conversation at this moment, it's making it a lot easier for me to know that I'm moving in the right direction or to move away from it based on that core value of freedom. Because sometimes opportunities and collaborations in working with other companies would require me to give up some of my freedom in exchange for something of value, in exchange for money, in exchange for notoriety, in exchange for a platform, in exchange for you name it. But as valuable as all of those things are, 
they don't ever outweigh that core value of freedom for me. So when push comes to shove, when we get down to the nitty gritty and the fine print of negotiations, I'll be able to make what will be either an easier or tough decision, but a decision nonetheless, because I know where I stand on my personal values. So I have no doubt if you're at this level, you know what your values are, but I'm challenging you to fine tune them. I'm challenging you to get them on paper and explain them and define them and to have them be basically a key that you can put your decision through and say, hey, does this check out? Or is this directly in conflict with some of the things that I hold most dear, no matter how awesome this opportunity is, no matter how amazing all my peers say it would be and that I'd be crazy to turn it down? Sometimes saying no to something is opening up the door for something else. And sometimes saying no to something is allowing you to stay in alignment with what matters most. The next piece of the puzzle is priorities. Again, hear me out on this one. This is different than values. And although I'm sure you feel as though you have your priorities in order, I want you to take it to the next level because everything on this show is about going to that next level, about elevating in leadership, about growing in entrepreneurship and growing in your purpose, making sure you're directly in alignment with what you're called to do. So different seasons of life call for different priorities. And sometimes that season is long and sometimes that season is short. So it's easy to be like, oh yeah, I know my priorities, my family, my kids, my business, my faith. But that's too vague, it's too broad, and it's not well-defined enough, and it doesn't have timelines with it. So, for example, from death do us part, my, my marriage will always be a top priority. That's a, God willing, very long season for us, and I know that that's always going to stay high on my priority list. This stage of parenthood we're in, where we have really young kids, and my call to be really accessible, present, and engaged with my children, that's a very high priority in this current season. It will change when they're a little bit older, when they're more independent. It will shift. My kids won't become something that is not a priority to me, but it'll just be a different season. And as I navigate my Hashimoto's disease and autoimmune and all these things, and sometimes these brutal health struggles, My health is an even higher priority than it may be if I were in a maintenance mode, right? So right now in this season of being directly affected by a condition, my health takes a different level of priority. But other things are priorities in certain order in my life too, okay? So we are opening the doors to and operating a brand new company. This has had a lot of my focus, and it should. And we have very specific goals around that area of our world. And we also have our Maverick Mastermind. Now, even though I'm opening the doors to a new company, I want to make sure I'm honoring, supporting, connecting with, and growing what already exists, my client base that already exists. So that is a priority for me in this season. And everything is ordered and prioritized. But because of that, when opportunities come my way, if they aren't in alignment with our focuses in this season, they are a no. Which is incredibly challenging sometimes because it's easy to try and squeeze things into this season because you know it's in alignment with your values. That's why there's more than just having your values to make decisions. So something that would be a hell yes at another time because it's like, oh my gosh, look at this. It checks all the boxes with my values. It doesn't necessarily mean it's in alignment with your current priorities. And that's why it's so critical to have them outlined because values alone, they're not enough. 
in the past, I didn't really have rules around discerning opportunities. If it was a good opportunity by the vanity metrics that most people consider first, I too considered it worth my time, no matter the season, no matter my values. I took consulting opportunities with companies and people who were vastly in conflict with my values. I said yes to speaking opportunities that took me on the road, even though I should have been in a season of rest or a season of presence with my family. No matter how good the opportunity, hear me, please, no matter how good the opportunity, it's so important to remember that if it's not in alignment with you, with your values, with your priorities, you will take it thinking that it's going to be the next best thing and it will not feel right. You will take it and it will not lead you where you thought it would lead. It might be a great opportunity for somebody else. But in this moment, in this season, based on your values, it's not. Or it is. But you have to be able to look at these things that are in stone in this moment and say, hey, is this in alignment with this, these things that matter most to me? Or is it in direct conflict with them? The third thing you need to look at, we've got our values. And I explained the depth of what that really meant, your priorities and the depth of what that really meant. The third thing is your greater vision. This one's really important and it's overlooked a lot of times in the decision-making process, especially when something shiny shows up. But where are you headed in the first place? Is this opportunity a stepping stone on the path towards the dream or is it a detour? Will it speed up or guide you towards the vision or is it going to slow you down? The reason this is overlooked is because we have our vision and then we go about our business. We're not taking the time to constantly check back in with that vision, to connect with it, to make sure we're on the path to it. So it kind of gets forgotten for a while. You cast a vision for your life, for your business, and that vision, it deserves to be honored. Even when something pretty cool shows up to the party. Did you ever have one of those friends that would remain noncommittal in making plans with you so they could wait until the last minute to see if something better would come along. I had those friends and those friends were never fooling me. I always knew I wasn't the first choice and I knew what they were doing and it was hurtful and it didn't feel good. And guess what? Eventually I felt that hurt enough times that those friends were no longer for me. Don't do that to your vision. Don't be so non-committal to something you said you want so badly that you jump at any exciting opportunity that comes your way, even if it's basically turning on that vision. Because you know what's going to happen? If you're not loyal to the vision, it's not going to be loyal to you. If you're not willing to make the tough choices in pursuit of something worthwhile, you can't act surprised when it doesn't pan out the way that you had hoped. That's living in an alternate reality. That opportunity that is shiny and fun and popular and everybody wants it, if it's not helping you get to the greater vision, what you said you wanted most, it's taking you away from it. And yes, it's that black and white. You're either going towards it or you're going away from it. And it's going to be fleeting. And if you do it thinking that it's going to fill your cup, but it is not helping you get to where you ultimately want to go, are called to go, it's going to be fleeting. You're going to be bummed that you didn't take the time to truly discern that choice. What do you really want? Like really, really want? Will this choice serve that desire? 
Doesn't mean it's easy to say no to certain things. Doesn't mean it doesn't sting. Doesn't mean you won't question it after the fact, but you just come back to that vision. You come back to those values and those priorities and you can confidently say, man, it was hard to say no to that. That would have been fun. That would have been exciting. I would have been able to rub elbows with this person or I would have made this much money. But you know what? I'm looking at these things that I know mean the most to me and it wasn't helping me get there. So yeah, that sucks. That's hard. But it's evidence that I'm moving in the right direction if I'm getting opportunities like that. The fourth and final thing, the greater mission. And this is different from your vision. Your vision is what you want. Your greater mission is what you're called to. It's why you were put on this earth. It's your unique impact fingerprint. And and to deny it is to deny yourself. And as much as you get to choose your values, your priorities, your vision... Even if they're inspired, you still get to ultimately choose them. Your greater mission kind of chooses you. If this one feels a little fuzzy, that's okay. Most people really have a hard time discovering, or at least not with confidence, what their greater mission is. They wouldn't be able to name it. But your business should have a greater mission beyond just what you do and how you do it. It's why you do it. It's what wrong you're writing in the world with your work. Each opportunity or decision that lands on your desk should be evaluated for its role in the greater mission. That doesn't mean it has to be in direct relation to it. It doesn't have to be in the same industry or the, you know, it's not an obvious stepping stone to the mission or in pursuit of the mission, but it supports it. It should never take you off track of it. And in case you're hearing these four things and you're like, I don't want to miss an opportunity. I'm at a place where it's so, it matters. Like, I need these opportunities. I've been craving these opportunities. We just talked about the other week. How do we get these opportunities? We obviously want them. But I want to remind you of something so important. Something that I had to remind myself as I've been, more doors have been opening lately as I heed the call of where I'm being guided. New level, new devil, right? You commit to that purpose, you commit to that calling, you step into these choppy waters that are uncertain, but you know it's for you, be prepared. Everybody wants more opportunities. And then when more opportunities come, you have more decisions to make. And it's tougher sometimes. But that will happen when you are in alignment with where you're called to go, and your values and your priorities, you're going to get more opportunities. And you better know how to discern whether they're for you or not, because it could derail you if you don't. But this feeling of scarcity or lack of like, I have to say yes, because this might not come along again. I have to say yes to this opportunity because I'd be crazy to say no. Like everybody wants this opportunity. I've always wanted this. Or I have to say yes, because I don't know how many more of these I'm going to get. Or I don't want to screw it up. You got to remember, if it's for you, it's for you. Okay, if it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, it's not. You can't screw up the right thing. I want to read a quote that my, one of my business coaches sent me when I was trying to discern a really, really big decision, like earth shatteringly huge when it came to my career. And I had that feeling of scarcity. Like I, I have to say yes, because look at the opportunity. Like you'd be a lunatic to say no. And she sent me a quote from the author Grace Bonney on how to get better at saying no. And I want to read you the quote because I think it might resonate with you. Here it goes. 
The biggest fear most of us have with learning to say no is that we will miss an opportunity. An opportunity that would have catapulted us to success or that might never come again. And most of the time, that simply isn't true. I found that this first part of learning to say no is learning to accept that offers and opportunities are merely an indication that you're on the right path. Not that you've arrived at a final destination you can never find again. If someone is choosing you, it means you're doing something right. And that is the biggest opportunity you can receive, the chance to recognize that your hard work is paying off. And if you continue to do good work, those opportunities will continue and improve over time. Man, that hit home when she sent that to me. And it helped me come back to my values, come back to my priorities, come back to my vision and mission and realize that this isn't some fleeting opportunity that I'm lucky to have. It came to me because they felt lucky to have me. And it was evidence that there would be more times that that would happen. And everything happens for a reason. So believe that if it's for you, it's for you. It will happen in its timing. So today, I hope you walk away with confidence that you know how to look an incredible opportunity square in the eyes And welcome it into your life if it's in alignment with everything it needs to be in alignment with or to gently let it go because you know that it's not right for you in this moment. Saying yes just because it's a great opportunity doesn't mean it's saying yes to your vision. Doesn't mean it's getting you closer to where you ultimately want to go. Not every great opportunity is great for everyone in that moment. Trust in that. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.